This podcast is brought to you by the Village of Bedford Park, your home for business. Over 450 businesses strong and growing with a safe, reliable Lake Michigan water supply. Visit VOBPBiz.com and bring your business home to the Village of Bedford Park. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now, the WBBM Noon Business Hour. 12.03, Friday afternoon, February 24th. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us. I'm Rob Hart. Tax season is here, and it's best to get going on them ASAP. We'll discuss some of the important things you need to do in our next segment. But right now, a key measure of inflation is out today, and it's weighing on the financial markets. Let's take a look at the economy with CBS News business analyst Jill Schlesinger. Jill, thank you for joining us today. And the the inflation news this morning uh, just goes to show you that there is a long way to go before you get to your destination. So what are some of the uh, highlights and lowlights from the uh, core? personal consumption expenditures price index. Don't you hate having to say that? Let's just say it's the inflation index. There, you know, <laughs> this is tucked into, there's a lot of different readings on inflation, first of all. So last week we had the consumer price index, right? Oh, well, that's all I need to know, except that now we have another thing. And this is the this is tucked away in the Bureau of Economic Analysis's uh, personal income and outlays report. It comes out monthly. And why do we care about this? We only care about this because the Federal Reserve cares about it. And as you mentioned, there's a, a little nugget in there that measures inflation. And, you know, we looked at it. It was sort of coming down pretty steadily, uh, sort of from the high sixes and then down below six. And, you know, from a year ago, we're talking about annual inflation. And this PCE index was at 5.3 percent in December. And then, whoops, it went up again, and actually we saw kind of worse than expected inflation report here. And we only care about this because the Federal Reserve cares about it. And with prices still high, the answer to the question of will the Fed keep raising rates is absolutely. I think the bigger question is um, maybe markets don't have it right. Maybe the Fed's going to come back and start raising by a half a percentage point again. You know, we don't know. It was a quarter at the first meeting of the year. Maybe they'll do a quarter in March. But, you know, the Fed's going to have to keep raising rates and is going to keep interest rates higher for longer than even the central bank itself had anticipated just six months ago. There were numerous signs that uh, we could see hotter than expected inflation reports from the uh, panoply of uh, inflation numbers that exist. Uh, Just based on the fact that gas prices ticked up in the month of January, is that the culprit or what's what's driving these increases? You know, I wish I could tell you that there's like a culprit, but there's a few different things that are happening. So on the goods side of the universe, you know, you hear about these horrible stories about eggs. But, you know, a lot of that is avian flu related. You're right. Certainly gas prices ticked up a bit. But a lot of other goods are still high priced. Um, And more importantly, and this is very important to the Fed, is that there is an issue around the services side of the economy, which, you know, when you look at the U.S. economy, it's 70 percent services, 30 percent goods. 
And, you know, when you think about services, I want you to kind of go to like your normal services. Like I'm going to get my hair cut. I'm going to see a lawyer. I'm going to hire a plumber. Those services numbers are staying much higher and those prices are staying way higher than the Fed had ever anticipated. Um, do you want to learn a new favorite measure of the Feds? I'll just just because it's fun to say, you can oh, like please. whip this whip this out this weekend at a cocktail party or your kid's soccer game. It's called super core inflation. How do you like that? And, and I'm not going to do the super core inflation shuffle, am I? Uh, no, you're not. So super core inflation is really inflation without food, without energy, and without um, shelter, the, so the housing segment, because the Fed is concerned that the housing segment is very much distorting some of the inflationary numbers. But I'm going to tell you that super core inflation is still pretty hot, still keeps the Fed on its toes. Um, I think it's one of those things where you say to yourself, well, you know, eventually the price of eggs will come down. But eventually, I don't know if your barber raised the, his or her rate on cutting your hair, whether that will ever go down. And that's kind of what the Fed is worried about, that the services for the everyday services that we encounter, that those prices are staying much higher than the Fed could have ever anticipated. Well, I will bring up the super core inflation with the uh, barber slash lawyer at the soccer game over the weekend. Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, thanks for joining us today. Coming up, a need-to-know guide for tax season. Investing 60 minutes each weekday for planning for the future. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. It's time to gather up the paperwork and get the ball rolling on your 2022 taxes. Let's get some help from Jeff Harlow, spokesman of the Illinois CPA Society based in Chicago. Jeff, thank you for joining us today. And uh, this is not a situation where you have to get all of your ducks in a row. You have to get all of your documents in a row before you file. And uh, there's a lot of things you have to really remember and a lot of paperwork you have to remember? There are a lot of different forms that are involved in doing a tax return these days. Uh, in some, Depending on somebody's situation, uh, everybody knows about a W-2, everybody knows about a Form 1099 INT reporting interest, but if you've got a mortgage, you're going to get a Form 1098. If you paid interest on student loans, you're going to get a 1098E. If you're an investor and you've invested in a publicly traded partnership, you're going to get a Schedule K-1. You know, I could go on for five minutes with all the different forms that are out there. Now, what are some things that you can still do even as the uh, tax forms roll in and uh, they go out to the tax preparer or you they go in your they're they're on your office at home if you like to do them yourself. You know, what are some things you can do, I mean, obviously within the confines of the law, to uh to, to save some money on your tax bill even after the calendar clicked over from twenty twenty two into twenty twenty three? Well, it's a short list, Rob. You know, generally uh the only thing that's really available right now is to make a contribution to uh, an individual retirement account, an IRA. And that's something that you can do all the way through April 18th. Uh, But other than that, at this point, the best thing to do is to just go through your records and make sure you don't overlook anything. You know, I've I've seen situations over the years where, uh, you know, people are looking for the silver bullet to save them money and they overlook a whole bunch of charitable contributions they made during the year because they just don't go into their records uh, closely enough. If you have a lot of uh, uh, different 
um, sources of income, whether it's business income, whether it's dividends, whether it's capital gains or losses. Uh, it sounds like just the smartest move is to uh, talk to a uh, certified tax preparer and uh, have one of the professionals just walk you through the entire thing. I mean, I certainly think so. Uh, if your tax return is simply a W-2, you can probably do it yourself. You can probably use one of the online services. But if you've got a more complex situation, the odds are that you're going to save as much as you pay. Uh, to say nothing of the fact that you'll establish a relationship with somebody who can help you out if you've got a planning question, if you've got an unusual situation, say one of your parents passes away and you've inherited money, you want to be able to talk about that to somebody. Or the dreaded IRS notice. You know, the IRS sends out a boatload of notices to taxpayers. My experience has been the vast majority of those notices are wrong, and somebody does not owe any additional tax, but it takes somebody with some experience and some know-how to be able to interpret the notice and know how to respond. And then very quickly, Jeff, is the IRS uh, up to tax season this year? Because three years ago, uh, COVID shut everything down, just as a lot of people were filing. And as a result, the processing of tax returns really slowed down. Uh, has IRS staffing uh, back up to uh, back up to snuff? They're on their way to getting there. They're not there yet, but they're better than they were a year ago. And they're certainly better than they were two years ago. The big thing to keep in mind is do not file your tax return on paper forms. They're not really equipped to process those efficiently. If you electronically file, if you uh, elect for your refund to be direct deposited into your bank account, it's generally going to be a very smooth process. Jeff Harlow, spokesman with the Illinois CPA Society based in Chicago. Thank you for joining us today. And coming up next, where the Friday happy hour stands in downtown Chicago. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Discussing the news affecting your money. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. The changing workplace and the work week is having a major impact on downtown Chicago. Restaurants and bars is the loop happy hour gone for good. Let's get a status update from Izzy Karish, president of Hospitality Works, a.k.a. the restaurant coach based in Chicago. Izzy, thanks for joining us today. It's it's pretty certain now that uh, Friday is the work from home day for the vast majority majority of downtown workers. And um, I'm, of course, going by the uh, highly scientific uh, Union Pacific Northwest line gauge. And uh, based on train crowding, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday looks pre-pandemic. But Friday, you have a whole train car to yourself, and the loop is uh, pretty quiet. And how is that impacting uh, bars, especially uh, near LaSalle Street, that uh, relied on that happy hour crowd that's now drinking at home? Right. Well, it is uh, certainly a big change since the uh, pre-pandemic, and we can go back even further where happy hour on Friday was the biggest day uh, of the week for a lot of those restaurants when they had more flexibility in the type of happy hour they could offer during what times there weren't quite as many restrictions and people loved getting out of work and 
packing those bars. But unfortunately, you're right now. Uh, Friday is the day that nobody is there uh, because they everybody can work from home. They want Friday, Saturday, Sunday uh, to be to be at home. So it really is now a big struggle at looking at how are we going to restructure to get people to come into the bar later in the day. Now, based on my own observations, uh, walking down Randolph from Prudential Plaza to Ogilvie, uh, especially on Friday afternoons in the summer, and that is a lot of those lost office workers are replaced by tourists. So the establishments along Randolph and, and near Millennium Park are doing a fairly brisk business on a Friday afternoon. But the places that were adjacent to the LaSalle Street office canyons, uh, how, are, are they seeing any of that uh, out-of-towner dollar? Certainly not a lot, uh, you know, and that also is uh, has a lot to do with weather. On the nicer days where people are downtown uh, at the park, those kind of things, they're willing to walk a little further, explore the city of Chicago, uh, go into other places. So, uh, but if it's not a great day, uh, people aren't going to go that direction. So, so it's a, kind of a double whammy for them as well. Uh, a lot less workers and uh, hard, harder to pull tourists to an area where. They really don't know what was there, what is there today. If uh, if you are working from home, though, and I have noticed this uh, on the suburban side of the equation, um, I, I, I take the train from Park Ridge. We have a couple of bars and restaurants uh, not too far away from the train station, and they're doing fairly well on Friday evening when I'm getting off the train. So is this happy hour crowd that used to congregate in the loop, are they now just doing it closer to their home, whether it's uh, in, a, in a Chicago neighborhood or a suburb? Uh, you know, I think a lot of those suburbs and the one that you're talking about in particular and ones like that, people, uh, yeah, there's, they, don't have, they don't have their friends downtown that they used to hang out with at the office and go uh, have a drink after work. Uh, a lot of those people are gone. So it's, you know what, I'm going to get on the train. I'll meet my friends uh, in my suburb or I'll meet my family and we'll eat, you know, at those restaurants. So I think those restaurants and, uh, you know, kind of the reverse of what it was before. Uh, do do better on those Fridays because, again, holding people downtown when, you know, all their, uh, you know, co-workers are, are no longer there uh, make it a, a very, very big challenge. Izzy Karish, president of Hospitality Works in Chicago. Thank you for joining us today. Still ahead in Entrepreneur Friday, a longtime family salon business expands into a new area. <laughs> This is Chicago's News Traffic and Weather Station, News Radio 1059. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Good afternoon. I'm Rob Hart. These are the top stories on News Radio WBBM. This is Brandon Eisen in the loop. It's one of the fastest growing downtowns in the country. We look at what's leading that growth. The government of China says it has a proposal for peace in Ukraine. In Entrepreneur Friday, a well known Chicago family hair salon business expands into the world of professional hair dryers. It's a Chicago food staple during Lent, the pepper and egg sandwich. We'll Talk about that Friday favorite, WBBM business. The markets are lower. The Dow is down 427 points. The NASDAQ is down 236. The S&P 500 is down 57, 28 degrees right now in Chicago under partly sunny skies. At 1231, topping our news at the half hour, a new report says Chicago is home to the fastest growing residential downtown in the country. Here's WBBM's Brandon Ison. Chicago's Loop grew its residential population by more than 4,000 residents 
throughout the pandemic. A new study by the Chicago Loop Alliance compares 2020 census data with an estimated total population in the Loop now at more than 46,000. The increased demand has led to an increase in total income required to rent at market price. It's close to $80,000 to afford what's in the Loop. That's pretty high. It wasn't like that, you know, a while ago. Loop Alliance CEO Michael Edwards telling WBBM that more people living in the Loop, however, is a good indicator for business owners looking to fill the Loop's estimated 27% vacant storefronts with new retail and restaurants. And one of the matrix that we're asking about in our residential study is like how much disposable income do they have? People will be amazed at how much disposable income, it, but how much are we capturing in the loop? We could capture a lot more. In the loop, Brandon Eisen, 105.9 WBBM. China is calling for a ceasefire and peace talks between Ukraine and Russia. P- political analysts say the vaguely worded proposal is unlikely to de- deliver results. The government in Beijing claims to have a neutral stance in the war that began a year ago today. However, it's also said it has a no-limit friendship with Moscow and has refused to criticize the invasion. Chinese leaders accuse the West of provoking the conflict and fanning the flames by providing Ukraine with defensive weapons. It's 12.32 as the noon business hour continues. Markets are in the red. We're joined by Chuck Carlson, CEO of Horizon Investment Services and publisher of the Dow Theory Forecast newsletter based in Hammond. Chuck, thanks for joining us today. And once again, the the inflation fight is front and center. A lot of uh, investors seem to have placed bets that uh, maybe the uh, hiking cycle will end and uh, possibly we could see rate cuts before the end of 2023. But a slew of inflation readings have now said that uh, the inflation fight is far from over. Yes, absolutely. And that's the the main fixation of of the markets these days is inflation and and thus what's the Fed going to do and and the personal consumption expenditure. Price index, you know, just gave further evidence that uh, the fight against inflation is is not over, and that you know that again follows on the heels, as you mentioned, some other economic data points, such as a very strong jobs market, uh, consumer spending, which was up after falling in December. So, you know, it, it's it's inflation is still here, and that is indicative of a Fed that's going to continue to raise rates and, and keep them higher for longer, and that's bothering the market right now. Now, your analysis of the Dow Jones Industrials, which uh, underpins the Dow theory, uh, never really bought the idea that uh, we had clicked over to a bull market from a bear market. We did not hit that threshold uh, that said that this was officially a bull market and that there was just merely a bear market rally. What's the low? I mean, if we're talking about markets going down by you know the, the Dow Industrial is now down 434 points. Is there a low that it would have to retest um, to, to, to say that things have really taken a turn? Yes. The, the lows that the market you know, are focused on right now would be those September lows in both the Dow Jones Industrial and Dow Jones Transportation Average. In, in the case of the Dow Jones Industrial Average, those September lows uh, are 28,725. And uh, in the in transports, it's 11,000. Nine nine nine. Those are the lows that you you well you don't want getting taken out because that would just basically continue the downward trend that uh, that, that the market was on prior to this rally we saw uh, this year. So you know, are we going to get a, a retest? We're, we're certainly looks that way. 
hopefully that those lows hold but that's you know those that's what's worth watching right now for the market in terms of those again those late september lows in the dow industrials and the dow transports now the fight against inflation is clearly uh, going to go on it's will continue to be persistent and and frustrating to consumers and to investors but we're still well below where we were over the summer, so some progress has been made. And as a result, are we going to see the same level of volatility, the same wild swings that we saw in the financial markets last year? Uh, I don't. Well, my guess is you'll see some swings. I'm not sure it's going to be at the level that we saw last year. And I don't think we're going to see, you know, the net declines in the major indices that we saw last year. But, you know, again, you know, a lot is riding on what's happening in inflation and investors seem to be really, really focused on month to month changes. And, you know, that type of short term focus is going to generate short term volatility. So, you know, more of the same, maybe not as bad, but, you know, these are markets that are going to continue to be. Uh, pretty volatile. And my guess is we're going to experience some of that volatility here uh, now that we're through earnings season, that most of what's going to be driving, you know, short-term market movements are going to be data points. And those data points, if anything, that we're seeing today are going to show that inflation is still not dead and that the Fed is probably going to continue to raise rates. Chuck Carlson, CEO of Horizon Investment Services, publisher of the Dow Theory Forecast Newsletter based in Hammond. Coming up next in Entrepreneur Friday, a well-known Chicago salon business makes a move involving one of its longtime professional tools. Information to make cash and save cash. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. It's Entrepreneur Friday, and this afternoon we're spotlighting a Chicago salon company that's making a big move with a product that it uses in its business. We welcome in Alan Kossoff, the President and CEO of Solano, based in Northfield, Illinois. Alan, thanks for joining us today. And it was uh, nice meeting you when you uh, visited the radio station a couple of days ago. So now you can visualize uh, how the magic happens uh, every day right here on WBBM. But uh, I just want to ask you, first off, you guys have been in the salon business for a long time. Uh, founder uh, uh, Alan Kossoff and Teddy Kossoff were the, uh, 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 the owners of the Teddy Kossoff Salon and Spa, which began in the 70s. So just before we talk about your new venture into hair dryers, how has the salon business changed over the last 50 years from the days of uh, curlers and those big baskets you put on your head and uh, enough, uh, enough uh, you know, tankers of hairspray? Well, Rob, uh, thanks for having me on. I'm thrilled to be with you. And yes, oh, what an amazing team over at WBBM News Radio. That was an awesome tour I had the other day. The beauty industry has has grown leaps and bounds uh, since my father's start uh, in the mid-60s. Being at our current location in Northfield for 48 years on Chicago's North Shore, we have an amazing salon team, uh, very versatile with all the different uh, techniques and styles that are being offered uh, from the consumers who are seeking out, you know, to have the customized looks that they want and the healthiest hair possible. And is is this this is a business that uh, the the needs of the clientele have probably changed over the decades from uh, uh, looking good in person or in a business situation or in a formal setting to now probably doing hair for people who want to look good on a Zoom call. That's absolutely correct, and um, you know obviously these days, especially with uh, women, 
long hair seems to be um, the trend that continues on, even though we love uh, short hair and the versatility that short hairstyles offer. Um, <clears throat> with that long hair, we want that long hair to be the healthiest hair possible, and it's our job as beauty professionals to continue to work with our amazing clients and the communities at large of how important it is to have a good regimen uh, so that you can maintain that healthy hair. You've recently uh, closed on Solano, which was headquartered in Skokie, but it uh, had a hairdryer factory in Italy. And uh, what led you guys to, uh, to, to branch out into this particular sector of the salon business? Was it just you want to just keep the supply chain uh, under one roof? What, 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 was, what drove your thinking? You know, during during the, the uh, pandemic, when we were shut down, we were all faced with so many challenges. And I saw an opportunity uh, with this prestigious um, hair dryer brand that has a history of being founded in Skokie, Illinois. The factory uh, is in Italy, just outside Milan. Um, the company got built up over the years and back in 2008 sold to Newell Brands. Uh, Newell took that brand uh, and brought it to mass market. Uh, and then it was bought and sold again. Uh, and that's when I got involved. Uh, I partnered with a company called BBI, and they're out of New York, uh, in early 2020. And uh, with aspirations to distribute the Solano products to beauty professionals and consumers throughout uh, the U.S., we created a website called SolanoUSA.com. The website became an instant success, instant success in connecting the beauty professional community with Solano, educating them on Solano's extensive model lineup and supporting customers through the reactivation of the Solano's famous care and repair warranty program. And then very quickly, Alan, uh, what makes a good hairdryer? I mean, there are lots of hairdryers available. Uh, what is a sign of quality? Well, when it comes to the Italian craftsmanship, no one can, can contest what the Italians can do when it comes to building high-quality motors. The molds, the, the motors, and all the components are assembled in our factory in Italy. And one of uh, the key uh, components that we have is not uh, actually the component itself, but it's how our components are treated, specifically the heating elements of a Solano dryer feature a powder uh, coating with Tumorine, which is a semi-precious stone, this gemstone, okay, when applied to the coating of the hair dryer heating element, emits negative ions. And I'm going to get scientific on you here, but the negative ions attract the positive charge on your hair, and that creates a seal of moisture and shine. Alan Kossoff, thank you for the science lesson. President and CEO of Solano, based in Northfield. Still to come, it's a Friday in Lent, and that means peppers and eggs. Compounding your interest with an economy of words, this is the WBBM Noon Business Hour. The approach of spring brings with it the return of a Chicago sandwich favorite. Let's discuss the glory of the pepper and egg sandwich with Joe Buona III, owner of Buona Beef, based in Berwyn, but of course, uh, locations uh, all across the Chicago area. Joe, thanks for joining us on uh, this Friday where uh, a lot of people who uh, observe Lent are either thinking about uh, a fish fry tonight or the pepper and egg sandwich. So, Joe, what's kind of the, the history of the sandwich and uh, how it became a Lenten tradition, not only in Chicago, but in the upper Midwest? Yeah, the, tr the truth is, you know, on Fridays in the restaurant, uh, back, you know, since 1981 when our family started, Fridays were a little slower during Lent, and our family had a, uh, a recipe to combine uh, uh, grated Parmesan, salt, pepper, um, bell peppers, 
chopped up and like you know diced and uh, some fresh eggs. And then with with that comes our famous pepper and egg sandwich. And then uh, from a you know scaling up the uh, pepper and egg sandwich to uh, deal with a lunchtime crowd or a, uh, a dinner time crowd, um, how do you? Uh, I mean, do, do you just make a whole bunch of eggs and uh, keep them heated, or are yeah. they individually made to order? Um, well, yeah. So we do like a pan at a time, and uh, in any one of our stores, we might sell one hundred to three hundred sandwiches a day on Fridays. And, and, and what's the secret to a good pepper and egg sandwich? Is it the eggs themselves? Is it uh, the, 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 the amount of give in the pepper? Or is it just the quality of the bread? I mean, you know I can't tell you the secrets, but um, no. Um, uh, Joe, please you know, tell me and everything. the WBBM audience all of your proprietary business information, okay? <laughs> yeah, you got it. <laughs> no, you know, it's a little bit of everything like you mentioned. You, you want to make sure you saute the peppers long enough so that they're a little softer. You want to use a high-quality egg so that, um, you know, you're not uh, using inferior products and such. And then, you know, it's, it's the perfect combination of spices that really tie it all together. We use uh, Toronto bread, which is a, a, a Chicago favorite, and uh, it really completes our sandwich. And then, you know, just the, 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 the tradition of this particular sandwich, um, is, is, it, uh, is it kind of a, a point of pride from being this part of the country that uh, this is one of our customs and traditions? Yeah, I think it is. And, and you, know, um, you know, most Catholics actually don't eat meat all year long on Fridays, but um, majority of um, people in this region, you know, they just honor the tradition on obviously Ash Wednesday and then on Fridays throughout Lent. So we brought it back for Lent. So we're going to be doing it every Wednesday and every Friday through, uh, through Easter. Um, and uh, yeah, so it'll be available at any one of our 26 locations, soon to be 27. Uh, here uh, April 12th in Valparaiso, Indiana, and hopefully uh, we get our Lake Geneva, Wisconsin store uh, on Highway 50 opened uh, toward the end of the year. Joe Bona III, owner of Bona Beef in Berwyn, uh, locations all over the place, as you said. Uh, thanks for joining us to talk about the uh, history of the pepper and egg sandwich and uh, the qualities that make up a good one. You'll find past programs and later today a podcast of this hour at WBBMNewsRadio.com and the Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 